Welcome back, or I should say welcome to the Robert Mack Podcast. I think I'm going to go with the name Elevate for now. It may change in the future. It may not at any rate. This is podcast episode number one. And my guest today, our guest today, is someone that I actually used to be nervous around when I'd see him in public. I was so scared to go say hi to him because I didn't want to be a fan that I actually avoided contact with him altogether until one day we bumped paths and it was basically love at first sight. So welcome to our podcast, Eric. It's an honor to be here. And I was nervous to talk to you at first. Remember, we had a couple misunderstandings at that dinner at the Tom Ferry conference. And then we we fought through it and became fast friends. And now four years later, we're doing a pod. Yeah. And this podcast has been a goal of mine for like four plus years. So to be able to start it off with a bang with someone like you uh, is a dream come true. I'm excited. Wow, thank you. I'm, I'm excited. excited to be I'm here. over here too. Oh, what's I just up, dude? To make sure you knew I was here. So <laughs> no one was nervous to talk to you, unfortunately. <laughs> oh my goodness. So tell me what you think about this room, first of all, because you know I want to get feedback. <laughs> I want to get this feedback. This is a good clip. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I want to. You know, every time I do this, I want to make it slightly better. Yeah. And you know, I, I value your opinion. So I would love to know what your thoughts are in the environment. I've been on a lot of podcasts, and. I have my own podcast. I have two of them. And doing them not in person is an enormous pain in the ass and is extremely uncomfortable. There's always mic issues. There's audio issues. There's problems with the headphones, the Wi-Fi, the guest is late. Like there's always something going wrong. Having it in person like this, super comfortable chairs. My posture is fantastic. We sound great in these headphones. The studio is not out in the open, so agents can't hear what we're saying because that can make you uncomfortable. The bathroom situation before you get into the office is fantastic. So everything about this setup makes me extremely comfortable, and it's going to really, really improve the quality of your content just for the fact that we're all in the same room together. We could interact with each other. We could see people's reactions. Oh, yeah. You know, it's going to be, I love it. It's a fantastic setup. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you love it. Coming from you, that means a lot. If you could add one thing to what you see now, what's the one thing you'd add? Yeah, a little ambiance. The lighting's a little kind of dentist office-esque, I would say. I, I feel like I don't look great yeah. in these lights. I would like maybe some, some neon fluorescent. No, it's not hurting my eyes or anything. I'm just saying I just the lighting's not fantastic. I'm curious to know what the people on the outside viewing think Eric looks like in the lighting. Well, drop drop it in the comments. Let us know, I guess. Yeah. Let us know. We're always looking for ways to make it better. So yeah. let us know. So I called you yesterday and I said, hey, listen, Eric, what are what are three things that that you're passionate about right now? And you basically told me like 12 things. So already we're off to a rocky start here. But what <laughs> what I took from that yesterday was you love branding, anything around branding, social media, content creation is your jam. And what I heard you say near the end was you love building an email list. So I do. I'd love to kind of just unpack those and go a little bit deeper on those. Um, but before we do, I think we should start asking some specific questions. I think that's a good idea, Robert. I'm ready. Good. All right, hold on here. Let me go to my notes. <clears throat> Are these going to be questions that you ask every guest? Like no. a stock group of questions? No, no. Okay. Just like, so so the, the name of the podcast is Elevate, and mm-hmm. I want to find ways to not only elevate what I'm doing, what Ryan's doing, what you're doing, but also anyone watching this can take this information and say, hey, I can do that and I can get better at it. So I'm looking to interview people that offer something of value and then spread that to the, to the community. 
So I want to know, one of my questions is, is at what point did you know that you had something special with the broke agent Instagram? Was there a pivotal moment where you're like, holy shit, like I got something here? I would say the first, second Tom Ferry conference I went to, just because people started actually recognizing the brand. I was wearing a broke agent shirt, I want to say in 2017. So this is probably two years after. And this was the, pers- the first in-person conference that I went to um, when I actually had a substantial following. And the fact that I had people that were talking to me in person and telling me that they enjoyed the humor and that it helps them get through their day in real estate, that really actually made me feel so much better about where the direction of the brand was going. Because when you're just posting in a vacuum and you're sitting there and you get you know likes, comments, engagement, you're like, okay, this is cool. Like People are sharing this online. But actually seeing people physically and telling me like, hey, this is great. This is actually getting me through my day. That's when I was like, all right, this is something like tangible here. This is something that I should keep going with. Yeah. So, so let's say two years after I started really posting consistently. And you were doing both at the same time, right? You were selling real estate. Yes. And you were creating this meme page on Instagram. You don't sell real estate anymore, right? You Correct. transitioned out of that. So, so how long were you in real estate before you said, okay, the broke agent, the media company, that's where it's all at, no more real estate. When, when did that happen? So licensed for five years until 2020. I'm still licensed right now, but 2020 pandemic is when I went all in on the broke agent. So there was about a three month, four month period in Los Angeles where the real estate market kind of just stopped. Maybe it was like two months, but a lot of my prospects and clients were done, right? Like COVID hit and mm-hmm. we had no idea, no idea what to do. So I just completely doubled down on all things broke agent. I was just like, this is what I actually care about. This is what I know I'm good at. I could do all these like virtual conferences and, and, and virtual speaking gigs and podcasting and building my email list and posting nonstop. Cause all anybody could do is sit there on their phones and right. consume content for a couple months. Right. So I was like, this is the perfect opportunity for me to just go all in on this. I know I'm not going to be a real estate agent in two years. I, I knew I wasn't going to be a real estate agent the second I got my license. It, it always felt like a guise, you know, like it, it felt like a ruse. Yeah. Like I felt like I was acting as a real estate agent. And there was like a couple of years where I was like, okay, I'm actually in it now. I feel like I know what I'm talking about and I'm confident in myself as a real estate agent. As but a few leases came to fruition. Yeah, exactly. When I did my own lease and that's pretty much it. <laughs> when I negotiated a six month lease in my own Brentwood condo, uh, that's when I was like, I'm, I am dialed. I am a top producer now. But yeah, it, it was fi- it was five years of doing both. And that's where all the content came from also is from actually doing real estate, right? They kind of fed each other. Yeah. I needed one without right. the other. I needed one with the other. Yeah, I mean, selling real estate gave you all the content to yeah. create the broke agent. Exactly. So how do you, obviously when you sell real estate, you make money, you make memes. How do you make it's money? Not just, How do you, it's, it's not, not just, just memes. memes. He's just belittling wow. this entire well, thing. Well, in the this beginning, it's pigeonholed. You type well, no, yeah, memes. I, I did rap videos. I did blog posts. When I first started, by the way, in, in 2015, thebrokeagent.com was the first thing that we did. So thebrokeagent.com was an actual blog, kind of BuzzFeed style, like five things to do while you're bored in an open house, just like nonsense blogs with like little to no value. I would write poems about real estate. I did one called like Zillow Sucks and it was just like a stupid poem. I got a bunch of shares on Facebook, but the whole point was just to distract real estate agents and keep them entertained. But it was, it was Instagram posts, it was tweets, it was Facebook. I had a YouTube channel. Uh, I did like an entire real estate rap video and and fun videos in my car. So it wasn't just me uh, posting memes. 
But that was the the impetus of it, I would say. Yeah. Well, no, I remember the reason why I say meme. I'm not yeah. trying to belittle. I know, I know. I but know. I remember. I'll never forget. <laughs> we were at a like a Tom Ferry Summit party. Yeah. And uh, Carrie Emery actually came up to you, and I think she had never met you, and she's like, "Oh my god." Uh, the broke agent. Can we take a Can we take a photo and then you could post it on your site? And you're like, you want me to post a picture of me and you on my <laughs> meme site? And ever since then, it was a meme site. So yeah. uh, it's an insane request. Uh, like I'm just gonna break up the content out of nowhere and just post a an individual selfie. But Ryan, it's a nice, nice Ryan. Thing. When's the first time you heard of the broke agent? At, at what point? Because you know you started about six years ago. What was your experience with him? He was this creepy tall guy with the broke creepy. agent shirt on at one of the Tom Ferry events. Uh -huh. And they were like, oh, that's the guy. That's the broke agent guy that makes those funny real estate memes and, and, and posts. And so I think we met and I feel like it was probably around 2018 or 2019 because you were starting to go to those events. And I think it was the summit when it was in Anaheim. And uh, we hit it off right away. I think. Immediately. Immediately we hit it off. We kind of... Wow. We, we, <laughs> We no misunderstandings. No, no, no misunderstanding. No. That, that was with you that night. With you, it was just like I saw you across the table. I made some joke about your hair, and we were like locked. It was crazy. We were. It was all at the same dinner. I don't even think his hair was that tall then. Well, no, it's evolved been. so much. It's really yeah, it's you're like like super saiyan right it's now. It's ridiculous. It's, <laughs> it's definitely evolved. But um, I just felt uh, a warm and fuzzy vibe the first time. We yeah, creep. Cre the way you describe me is creepy. It's probably the worst word you could possibly use to describe someone. So thank you. You're like slightly awkward at times. Am I? Eh, not really now, but like in the beginning, because I think you have like, I am that way too, actually. <laughs> when I first meet somebody, if I don't know them 100%, I don't feel comfortable. They're not getting all of me. So I hold back a little bit. And sometimes me holding back makes me feel and look weird. And I think you sometimes have that too, where it's like, do I, what do I do with these people? Are you holding back right now? No, he said he feels very comfortable. I'm right very there. comfortable right now. Except I'm for the lighting. Yeah, I, I, no, I think the lighting is mean, good. It feels I'm, like he's at the dentist right now. It's like he's getting a <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm about to get a root canal. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I can be a little socially awkward, but I think I'm very socially aware. I think that's kind of what causes it because I'm so... <laughs> it brings the anxiety level <laughs> it does, up. It Because I'm just so good, yeah. aware of how people are communicating with each other, how I'm being perceived. Am I acting the right way? Am I sitting up straight? Like, you know, <sighs> yeah. I got a million thoughts going on at it's once in my head. That's why my golf game's all over the place. So I, I think the awkwardness comes from a place of... Uh, just being aware. Yeah, I do remember. I think it was a couple years ago at the summit. You mentioned uh, that you got really drunk one night, and uh, Great. you were the next morning. You were a complete head case, and you were like, <laughs> "Oh my god, did people see it? Is the brand gone? Is it over?" You literally <laughs> oh, went yeah. like down the in the dumps uh, instantaneously because no. it you was were a so concerned night. about what everybody thought of you when you were a little bit hammered. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it, now that it's there. a serious thing. Oh yeah, right. Like now that it's a serious brand, I I have to. Uh, perform well at these conferences. Like it, the social interactions are, are very important. So I'm not trying to just get hammered at these conferences. That that was a really fun aspect of it. Like 2016, 2017, 2018. Yeah, I guess through the last five years. <laughs> it, the social aspect of this brand and of meeting everybody and drinking at these conferences is one of my favorite things about real estate. Like the Tom Ferry ecosystem and hanging out with you guys is just, it's a blast. Like it it's, makes the broke agent everything worth it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're your target audience, so yeah. becoming close with us and developing relationships with us and other real estate agents is really your bread and butter. Yeah, it strengthens the brand too because if they just see it as the key or just like some guy just firing off memes, you don't. It doesn't mean as much. But if you actually meet me and you're like, okay, you're actually, you know, a nice guy, not a creepy guy, then you're I, not I as think pale it, as they thought. Yeah, you'd be. exactly. Then I think it turns out better. Yeah. 
So what do you say to someone who, like in our shoes, right? So Ryan and I create- Our shoes? Ryan and I create, I mean, at least in my head, a lot of content. I'm sure there are others that create significantly more, but I feel like we create a lot of content. And we're struggling with finding ways to monetize that content. Like- how do we create more client interactions or engagements with this con- with this content? How do we get more people to reach out to us and say, hey, we want to work with you? Um, I feel like we're sort of at a point where we make a ton of content, but it's not really working. So what are we doing wrong? Is that is that even the right way to think about it? Yeah, I mean, you're not trying question. to... Yeah, you're not trying to monetize your your content in the sense like you're trying to get an advertiser for this podcast or anything. You're talking about actually like recruiting clients, correct? Right. Okay. So I think when you're posting a ton of content, you have to be conscious of the fact that you are showing up in people's heads every single time you post. It's not going to be a necessary return on one video, right? You're not going to post a podcast clip like this and then someone's going to reach out to you immediately and DM you and be like, oh, I saw that that clip with the broke agent. I want to work with you and buy a house in Newport right now, right? It's conditioning your audience to see like, okay, Robert and Ryan are active. They're posting. This content shows that they know about the market. They're entertaining. They obviously have high production quality. Like this is someone I could trust because of the long form, because of the short form. So I think it's that conditioning and kind of setting up those digital real estate signs in people's heads with the consistency is where you're going to see the actual return. So you may not think like, did this lead come from a video? But maybe they watched that video five weeks ago and then they start to get reminded when they're like, oh, I'm looking for a house. I remember seeing that video. Now I'm going to use Robert and Brian. Also, I don't know if you're doing any calls to actions with your content are you trying to get uh, your email list up from the content are you sending people to a first-time buyer's guide a seller's guide are you collecting subscribers for youtube channel like or are you just putting it out and just hoping the content does the work because you have to post like with intent yeah so we're putting it out and hoping the content does the work okay uh call to action is something that we constantly think about while we're producing content like yesterday ryan and i we were in the studio and our producers were like hey Call to actions are pretty important. Try to throw them in as often as possible. And I think yesterday we did more call to actions than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, you know, ask and you shall receive. If you don't, then people don't know that you're thinking about that or don't know what you want. Yeah. So we're, you know, it's one of those things where we just constantly find ways to make it better. And and that's one thing where I think we're, there's a gap for us. Yeah. Well, you, you, you have to point them in the direction of something at some point. I'm, I'm not saying make a sale with every post, like right. with every post in the caption, you don't want to be like, check out the link in my story to subscribe to my email list. But you have to do that occasionally, at least in your Instagram stories. Like every time I post on the broke agent, I'm consciously thinking like, all right, have I done enough posts and entertainment where I could plug my email list to my stories, or I could plug a podcast or the template platform or BAMX or something like that. Because the reason I have this audience is to, you know, get them somewhere else, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my Instagram audience onto Facebook, my Facebook audience onto Instagram. I'm trying to get them all on my email list, which is by far just the most important asset that anybody could have because you actually own that. And your email list distributes all the content too. Mm-hmm. So if you have a big email list and you're posting this podcast, you're going to get way more clicks on your podcast from sending it out into an email than posting the clips on an Instagram because very rarely on Instagram are people scrolling saying, oh, I want to go off Instagram click a link in a story and then go listen to a podcast, right? Right. You just want to scroll on Instagram. So it's about collecting them onto something that's a little bit more like potent, like an email list. Yeah. I think in my head, the way I have it, and obviously everyone thinks different and I'm, I'm a different age demographic as well. But for me, it's like my thought process is 
create the podcast, put it on all the channels that podcasts belong on, and then make incredibly engaging reels with hopes that somebody will watch it and go, I've got to watch this entire episode. Click on the bio, go to the podcast, right? But now I'm asking them to leave the medium that they're on Mm -hmm. to go watch my podcast. You're saying that that's not necessarily a great strategy. No, I mean, you should... That is the goal of those podcast clips too, but those podcast clips can also go viral or get you followers on Instagram in itself, right? Like my my thought, I, I used to do so many calls to action in the podcast clips where I would say, head to YouTube to watch the Full Over Ass podcast or head to nowbam.com to watch the walkthrough. And I realized that I'm just, I care more about that clip in itself. That clip's gonna be seen even more than the podcast. right? But the podcast is where you really start to gain that trust because people hear you, uh, converse long form, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. the, it's the five to 10 minute YouTube videos. It's listening to you for 40 minutes being like, okay, I really want to work with Robin and Ryan because I trust them. It's not just like a little funny clip. It's something where I, I really hear their thoughts develop around like a certain topic. So I don't know if I'm, I'm uh, negating everything I just said. I just mean like the, the strategy, <laughs> the strategy is twofold. You know, it's like get people to listen to long form, but the clips are just as great, are, are perfect for their, for the individual platforms like Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. Does that make well, sense? No, it totally does. And what I'm hearing you say is, is like, yeah, you can post the reel and you can direct traffic to your long form content, but you should also be collecting emails and sending out the long form content in the body of the email so you can improve the number of views that you're getting, yeah. right? And, so and you're, you're hitting both. And your Instagram stories are the best way to collect these because people are more likely to click on Instagram links in your stories as opposed to in your actual feed. So if you give a call to action in a feed, you're giving them like two different things to do. It's like, you know, check out the link in my bio or check out something that's in my caption. Then they have to go to the bio and click on it. Instagram stories, you're already scrolling. Link's right there. Mm-hmm. That's way easier. So you're taking out like one more pressure point. Mm-hmm. With, with email lists, do you have multiple email lists yeah. that you're growing? Can you tell me a little bit more or tell us a little bit more about your strategy there? Yeah, we, we have a master list um, that we send out every single day. So we have five blog posts per day. And now we have like eight podcasts and shows. Um, so we link to all of those. And then we'll send out like our memes and everything as well. Um, that's our master list that we've been growing through ebooks, through doing lives, through running ads to ebooks, just any, you know, through events and parties and and live streams and it's just like everything we do the goal is to to grow the email list but then we have a categorized base of how people signed up so if you signed up with us to watch a cold call event then we have that list sectioned off or if you signed up for instagram hacks or instagram strategy we have that list or if it's agent tactics or if it's door knocking like we have all these ebooks in different categories for agents so we have these lists just in case we have a product or an event that will be specific to that certain demographic Got it. And yeah. then you just, the, the message changes depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. But I mean, right now we haven't really, really utilized the different lists like that. Like for example, like we're doing another cold call event next Wednesday and we've it's already a database, done, right? Yeah. Database we, cold yeah. Calling. yeah. And we've already done three cold call events. So we've already developed that cold call list. So we will be sending out them a specific email saying like, Hey, since you enjoyed the last cold call event, we're going to send you a link to it. And then we're going to give you a detailed breakdown afterwards. So we get to hit them twice. And Got it's it. all about like creating content around content that you've already created, right? Like we're doing this live, this cold call event. We could do trailers for it. We could post clips from the past cold call event. We're going to have the actual event. And then after that, we're going to do a blog around the entire cold call event, right? So we're getting like four or five pieces of content from one piece of content. 
Right. It's all about like stretching it as much as possible, right. which you could do with this podcast. You could get five or six clips. Each of those clips can be embedded into a specific blog. Those are five or six emails that you could send, you know? Yeah. It's just like uh, real so, estate, right? It's like every time you get a listing, how do you turn that one listing into two, three, exactly. four, five buyer sales yeah, or seller sales? One piece of business, mm -hmm. right? right? You're leveraging the content to create more opportunities to find ways to create more business. Exactly. Um, and, and, we I, could, and I love that. We could also create content around the way people react to the content. So mm -hmm. we'll even do a blog post or a video on agents reacting to the content. So if we post something that's like super controversial or that people think it's stupid and we have a bunch of agents commenting, then we could do another post around that saying like, here's how agents reacted to it, tag all those agents and they're going to interact with that content too. So we just, we stretch everything because you have to realize that no one is seeing your content Ever, basically, right? right? Like <laughs> only 10% of people are, are like of your audience is actually seeing stuff that you're posting on Instagram and Facebook. And they're, they're scrolling right by 90% of the time, right? Mm -hmm. So you just have to remember, like, even if that post was good or, or it didn't get great engagement, post it again in the future, embed it in an email, use that topic as a podcast, like test out different things. Okay. I feel like I'm all over the place right now. No, I, I, I mean, that's how my brain works too. So yeah. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down okay. for sure. Hopefully this makes sense. Ryan, what questions do you have for Eric? What questions do I have for Eric? God, yeah. it's such an open. I feel like I'm doing question. all the talking here. <laughs> yeah, my mouth ne is my dry. neck's hurting from just looking <laughs> at you. Standard right? look at procedure over here. All the talking done yeah. by Robert. No, you know, I I think, you know, I have a few rapid fire questions cool. I'd like to ask Eric at the end. Okay. But but for now, like, I, I like would peanut like peanut butter, or jelly, cats or dogs. There might, that bullshit. It, could, it could be. Okay. Could be, could okay. be a little mixture. I wanted to keep it light. Overrated, for you. underrated. <laughs> yeah, Overrated, exactly. underrated. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. But I would like to know what is what does it look like on your tell me about your day to day. Okay. Let's let's talk about that for a minute. Like what do you do like on a day to day, like a regular work week, like say it's Monday. It's yeah. like, okay, let's I wake go. up, I create one meme and I go back to sleep according <laughs> well, to Well that's what Robert. it was in two thousand seventeen. No, that's not what it was. Two thousand sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so one year back. I know there's a year where that's all you did. <laughs> well, yeah. That, that was certainly I did feel accomplished after posting one thing and felt like that was Send it. one property to one client. Send one property it. to one client, post one meme. And then I was good go to back go. to bed. Daily action checklist. Tom yeah, Ferry. exactly. Wake um, up at 3 a.m. Do a three hour guided meditation. <laughs> I, I wake up at 545 or six. Okay, you already got Robert beat. Yep. Oh, and you crush me. Now, Byron does a show called The Hot Sheet every single morning. That's okay. 930 Eastern. So I post about it at 630 Eastern. So okay. I start getting the engine started for the promotion for that okay. on Twitter and Instagram stories. So that's the first piece of content that has to go out. You're posting that yourself. I'm posting it. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm trying to come up with a post for the broke agent. I'm trying to come up with a post for bad real estate picks. And then I'm looking through all the edited clips of the Overass podcast, the walkthrough podcast, the hot sheet clips, the House of Agents podcast, whatever podcast just went out. Yeah. I'm going through with the clips team to decide which clips need to go on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. And then if there's any edits need to be made, I'm in Slack saying like, hey, use this as the hook or whatever. And then Jill and I, who's our creative director, are going over graphics for the blogs, um, the thumbnails for the YouTube videos, whatever has to go out. Cause we're publishing all these to YouTube, you know, Apple, Spotify, everything. So right. basically I'm just controlling and quarterbacking the content for that day. And then after all the posting is done, which usually ends around two or three o'clock when the last blog post or last show goes out, that's when we're, we're already like constructing the email, but we're, we send out the email around like two or three Eastern. And that's kind of like the final task Okay. of the day for BAM 
But then I'm still posting and responding to comments and figuring out ways to get people into BMX or onto our content platform or get emails. So I'm not finished because I'm still responding to people and then I'm monitoring how the content's being received. Okay. If it's being rece received, then I'm talking to the editing team saying, all right, there's a reason this video did terrible or like this thumbnail sucks. We need to change this YouTube title. We need to send out the email earlier tomorrow. Like, And then just looking at all the insights and viewing what's working, what's not, what was the open rate, what was the click-through rate, and then doing it all again the next day. It's a complete nightmare, to be honest. God, it sounds like... like I mean, there's a lot going there's on there. There's a lot there. going on there. Yeah. Right? And, and, and you're handling all this. You don't have, like, people doing this for you. You're well, we have, no, we have a, a team of 12. So okay. we have editors and VAs and creative but directors and writers. But thing. I'm, I, yeah. So I, I'm, like, the head of content. So, I mean, the, the blogs are being published, but I'm, you know, recommending blog posts or writing blog posts. And then, you know, Jill and I are actually, like, handcrafting the Canva uh, post that we're doing for Instagram, right? Like any post you see that's on there is because, you know, we've thought about exactly how it should look. What picture should we use? Should we use a meme first? Should we use a meme second? Should we ask a question at the end? How do we form the caption? Are we using hashtags? Like all of this stuff is what's going on because when you're producing so much content, you have to treat it with respect, right? Because if you're, if you're doing a podcast like this and you just throw it up, and no one cares about it, and you're not doing clips, then you're wasting everybody's time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, all the, all the stuff, like, when you film the walkthrough, that's Dan and myself getting two other people, two agents to stop their day, film with us for an hour and a half, deal with the mics and all the bullshit, Ugh. and then we have to come up with a thumbnail, then we have to embed that thumbnail or that video into a blog post. Sorry I'm being long-winded here. I'm just, like, explaining oh, is... that, like, the, it, it's a, it, the content machine is it's like a rat race, you know, nightmare. But it's super rewarding too because when you see people respond well to something or you do something that gets a lot of emails or it gets a lot of engagement, you're like, all right, I'm pushing the puck further down the road. The brand's growing awareness and this is actually going to convert to something at some point, right. you know? Yeah, I love that. I, I Every now and then I'll get the email and I'll respond with like, hey, great email. Yeah. Or I'll just say something just so that you or your team yeah, know. Yeah, I appreciate that. There are people I, I actually want to watching and listening. that too. You mentioned yeah. that you respond to all the comments. I don't think you ever respond to all no, the I don't comments. No, resp I don't respond to all the comments anymore. But that, you know, you should early on, obviously. Yeah. But it's it's tough to now. Um, especially just because I'm There's posting thousands. and then trying to post somewhere else now. Yeah. You know, so it's like the, the broke agent, unfortunately, will suffer because I'm so focused on this other stuff that on the broke agent where I used to post two or three times a day, five to 10 Instagram stories, it's more like one a day, two a day, one or two Instagram stories. Well, the resource, your, your strategy has changed. Your vision has changed. Yeah. Your goals have changed. It's like what got you there isn't going to get you yes. the next level. So, so it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, you're working on BAM now. So mm -hmm. I'd love to talk a little bit more about that. When did you, when did the idea of BAM come alive. I, I remember I was, it was like 2017 or 2018. I was in Huntington beach. It was a team plus event. I was talking to Byron at the bar. This is the first time I ever met Byron. Yeah. And he was like, Hey man, you know, a guy named Eric, he's the broke agent. You know, him and I, we've developed a relationship and that was early on. I think when he had first met you, where did it go? How did it go from that to mm -hmm. we're basically going to become business partners, right? Yeah. Very naturally. So I met Byron at an Inman conference, I think in 2016. Byron had a media company with his team already mm -hmm. and was basically one of the first real estate agents I knew that was doing like podcasting and video clips and everything like that. Like he had me on his podcast in 2015. This is, you know, podcasting yeah. just started getting big there. 
big then, but real estate agents are always like three or four years behind right. any like technological or like media trend. And he was like one of the first people. So I just saw him at every conference. And then anytime like Tom Ferry was having a conference, I was like, I got to call Byron. I got to sit with him. Like he knows everybody. Yeah. He got me into all the parties. He's, he was super nice. Now I know he's really mean, but he's like nice <laughs> and mean. He was just a, a great communicator and, you know, has the number one team in Connecticut. I'm like, this guy's, this guy's dialed, you know, like I got to like learn from this guy and just hang out with him basically. Then 2020, when I started the Overass podcast with Matt Leonetti, and then I did something called the Broke News Network for a while. I and that, that was BNN. Yeah, BNN. Yeah, with which, the other guy, right? Yeah, I don't remember ben, his name. Ben Fisher. It was ben great. Fisher. So that was like the first like. With the explosions and yeah. stuff. <laughs> it was great. That was like my favorite content we've ever done. We all honestly. started somewhere, right? Exactly. I, I think it. I still think it might have been the best, but the platform wasn't right. Like we were posting eight minute videos on Instagram yeah. as opposed to doing it on YouTube. Right. Like IGTV was not the place to be. No one wants to watch anything more than 30 seconds on Instagram. Yeah. So that was kind of the first I'll, I'll connect the dots here with Byron in a second, but that was kind of the first evolution of the brand where I was like, okay, I know a lot about marketing now. So I'm going to talk about real estate agent marketing and how to grow on Instagram and how to grow on Facebook. And Ben's going to talk about real estate news and we're going to have this show. And it's going to be like the SNL style real estate news right. show. So that was kind of the first like next step. I was like, can I do something else? Is it going to be well received? Is it fun? And I love doing it. Didn't get many views, but it was just like, all right, I could, I could like be on camera here. Like the, I could actually provide value. This is fun. This is fun to create. I'm like better at this kind of stuff than just like posting a meme. Right. So then after we did that for like six months, it just became too expensive because we're yeah. paying an editor. We're making no money on it. I'm like, I can't keep doing this. Then that basically evolved to the over podcast with Matt because there's no startup costs for a podcast, except if you're getting like a nice studio with this. So that was kind of the, the next step as, as to like, all right, now I have another media channel with a podcast. And then Byron and I, throughout like the pandemic, we're talking about a real estate course. Like, let's do a funny real estate course. I could teach like Instagram. Byron could teach agent tactics. Mm -hmm. And Matt Leonetti like acted throughout the course. And we filmed the entire thing. So this was like, you know, a three hour course, yeah. like an hour of Instagram. Matt's doing like these funny cutaway skits. And the entire thing was like really funny and really valuable. But like, we don't want to just sell a course right now. Like this... It, it feels weird to, right. to just do that. It's like kind of the cliche thing. Like everyone's just going to sell a course basically. So that kind of molded into, you know, what could we use to sell this possible course? Like, and then we were looking at MN, we were looking at housing wire, the real deal. And we're like, these media companies haven't evolved with how people are consuming content right now. Like MN news is still just posting static images and quotes. There's no podcast. There's no video clips, mm -hmm. housing wire, same thing. Real deals done a fantastic job, but I'm like, I've got a great following. Byron's got like the real estate news and the knowledge. He has a media company. Let's create our own media company and let's put a really fun twist on the real estate business. Let's call it broke agent media because I, th I thought at that point, like the broke agent name wasn't as like toxic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wasn't just like a joke anymore. I think people started to take it seriously with the podcasting, with BNN and like with the eBooks and blogs that I was already putting out. So we officially decided to do that in January of 2021 launched April 18th of 2022. So we just had like our year anniversary, but Congrats. you know, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, it was, it was like a very just natural, just like, you know what you're doing with real estate news and marketing. And I know what I'm doing and I have an audience, you have an audience. Let's combine this. It makes complete sense. Yeah. 
It's kind of like the collaborator feature on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Right? You yes. take your audience, I take my audience, let's grow it's together. exactly let's like that. Together. Yeah, just a, the simple press of a button. You push a button and yeah, that's exactly just, how you it is. Send a media company. Yeah. yeah. Send Byron a message, let's collaborate, and then boom, all of a sudden BAM is born. All of a sudden BAM is born, exactly. And, and so now there's BAM X. Yeah, tell us yes. about BAM X. Yes, and then Broke Agent Media transformed to BAM because we were like... It's so long. It's, yeah, right. it's long. The name broke still has a negative connotation. And we realized that people didn't want to share our articles on Facebook or Twitter because it had the name broken it. Like the, the articles we're posting are serious articles, you know, like there's not, yeah. there's not like humor intertwined in every single article right. by any means. A lot of the podcasts there is, but like our writers are serious writers and the information being given is real. So it's not like a, a, a bullshit thing. So that's why we dropped. I've, I've written for you guys many times. I yeah. think it's Jill. Is Jill Byron's sister? Who's Byron's no. sister? Vanessa. Vanessa. Yeah, Vanessa, the head writer. She's fantastic. She she literally, I've written for you guys a bunch of times and she just calls me and we just talk. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like two days later, she's got this article. beautiful 500 word article. I know. And she's like, this is what I got from our notes. And I was like, she's like, do you have any changes? I'm like, no, it's perfect. Yeah. Send it to print. Let's do this. I know. It's fantastic. Like that's the, that's the, one of the hardest things is there's so many real estate agents with great ideas, but they don't want to write, of course. Like, why would you want to sit there and write a blog post, yeah. right? Like, we terrible. have writers where you could actually yeah. interview with them, and then they spit it out. Yeah. So, BAMX? No. Oh, yeah, BAMX. So, BAMX, <laughs> <laughs> BAMX is, is our first, um, it, it's our first paywall content, right? So, every, everything you see on the website and everything on YouTube is, is completely free. But now we're actually taking everything we've learned and showing you with BAMX. So, that's me teaching Instagram strategy, Byron teaching agent tactics, and then we have Tom Story doing a video course. We have Haley Ingram that's doing a Canva course, so like Canva marketing for real estate agents. We have a community, a Facebook community, and then we do live streams in there once a month or possibly bi-monthly. Okay. And it's... 15 bucks a month or 10 bucks a month if you get the annual, which is nothing. It's a complete no-brainer. And we actually show you physically how to do everything, right? Like when I talk Instagram strategy or I post a Marketing Monday video, I'm just telling you. Like, yeah, post a post a good story once a day and, you know, do these link clicks or whatever. On BAMX, I'm actually like showing you on screen mm. and showing you like my thought process between by like why I'm doing an Instagram story like this, why I'm putting the captions here, how to turn the audio down. Like I'm showing exactly how to do it. And basically... Our whole, our whole goal is to show agents how to create their own media company, yeah. right? Because that's the entire goal of all this is to create this. But agents don't know what to do, of course. Like no one's telling them like, okay, you got to do a podcast, but where do you get the mics? We have all that information. Mm -hmm. How do you do the setup? We have that on all that information. How do you edit the actual video? That's what you get in BMX. Okay. So there's no need to recreate the wheel if you want to build a media company, which is basically what we have to do as agents these days, right? It's mm -hmm. not about like the old school ways of, of marketing nowadays. You it's, are a media company. It, you, we have to be a media company. Yeah. We have to create content. Uh, if you want to get known and you want to build that brand. So I, I get it. So what are you, what is your vision for, for BAM and BAM X? Like what's the, uh, the goal? Vision for, for BAM is to become the biggest real estate media company. Like I want to dethrone Inman. I want to throw the biggest events. I want it to be the most, fun conferences known to mankind the most valuable conferences um and i want it to be yeah the, the biggest real estate media company that's that's simply the goal what is the are what you, do you have to be yeah. to, like you're saying i want to be i, I want to have inman so what like i'll you know, tell you, you want to put yeah. conferences i want to have the biggest email list okay right what's, I wanna, that, what's the number there i don't know a million five hundred thousand i don't know i don't know what i mean how many licensed agents are there 1.6 million there's too many yeah 
Um, but we want to expand into mortgage and insurance, like anything kind of like real estate adjacent is what we want to do. Um, so I want to have the most, the biggest email list, the biggest blog. So getting the most hits, the biggest conferences, uh, the most shows, the most podcasts, and then the best talent under us also. So I think a lot of these other media companies have just kind of like spit out content, but they're not focusing on developing the following or developing their actual like creators and their talent, right? Like we have guys like Matt Leonetti and Haley Ingram and Dan O'Neill and all these people that are super talented and funny that we're helping like foster and grow their brands as well. Right. So, and our, our entire goal really with BAM is for the real estate community to have more fun and learn through us, right? Like we want to be the go-to destination for real estate content, ideas, marketing, conferences, education, like all that. Like we want it all. You guys want to have like an annual event too, like in yeah. person, just big party? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're, so we, we threw our first mastermind. We're throwing an event in September. Was the first mastermind in Florida? Yeah, in Florida. And we're going to throw an event in September. That's going to be like 100, 150 people. So we're going to start kind of small. We've we've been throwing parties at conferences like Bam Bash last year. We're going to do yep. another one this year at the Bam Tom Bash. Ferry Conference. Yeah, yeah. I remember Bam Bash. Yeah, Actually, we, we, we don't a, remember we Bam Bash. We barely remember Bam Bash. <laughs> you guys sent me a video of that while I was feeding my twin girls. I know, I know. It, was, it looked pretty it, uh, It was a rager. It looked pretty I had musty. eight tequilas. Yeah. That, and I mean, I, I remember I had eight. I was counting, and uh, it was not pretty the next morning. Oh, I'm sure. I think I have that video. But it was really pretty right that, that night. It was so fun. It was just like, we it felt dancing. like a, we were yeah, dancing. No one else was there but Dude, us. We were like singing to each other. We were literally holding each other's hands like this and spinning in circles. <laughs> singing no diggity. Like, <laughs> yeah, so that's, what the, that's what the song was. It was, it was. Yeah. It was like a frat party, honestly. I And I like encouraged everybody to get hammered at it. That was like what I said in my speech. I was like, get hammered. Oh. Like, that's it. But it was. Sorry, it was your first one. Well, I spoke one. that yeah. morning too. So now that oh, all you the pressure just, was off yeah, of me, you I was it. like, I just need to let my hair down. Yeah. And that's how I felt too, because there was so much pressure built up for that event for, for me, just like all, all the stuff that goes behind the scenes of even planning that, right. It's just like, how do we market it? Are we going to get people here? How much is this going to cost? Can we get a sponsor? Like, as you know, you guys have thrown events. It's, that's, it's not easy. It's a pain no. in the it's ass. It's such yeah. a pain in it's the ass. It's not like you just book a place. We had to get a DJ. The DJ was playing dog shit for the first like 30 minutes. And I had to be like, dude, stop playing this. I had to ask him like six times. Yeah. And every time I asked him, he's like, okay, bro. I was just like, dude, I know. Like, it, come, please. These are real estate agents. It's so tough to have fun at your own event. Yeah. At least that's my experience. Because there's so much stress leading up to it. And then you get there and it's like, you want to always make sure everything's so perfect. So yeah. I'll say from the outsider's perspective, it was awesome. Oh, yeah. I we mean, had I had a ton a great time. of fun. Yeah. And the open bar helped. Yeah, the open bar. Thank you for your generosity. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I don't know if that's going to be the case for, for this one necessarily. <laughs> yeah, that's a but slippery slope with real estate agents. It is. It is. And it's just the, the expense of that, too, yeah. because everyone's just getting five, six drinks. Like, oh, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. But that was the sort of vibe that I want to bring to conferences, too, because it was just it was just so much fun. Like, I want people, when they see BAM, when they see our logos, when they see us, they're like, I'm going to have fun with those people, and I'm going to learn something to from them you know like i just like the tom ferry conferences do a lot of that for sure and like we love throwing events at the tom ferry conferences so it's just like it's kind of like this perfect you know cohesion that we have with them too i love that yeah so you mentioned a couple names people that you're collaborating with you said matt there was a couple others mm -hmm. i see every now and then you you know so and so is now going to be a content creator for now bam and so and so yeah. is can you tell us a little bit more about like, who are you guys looking for? How do mm -hmm. you know when you find a content creator for BAM? What's the partnership look like? Yeah, so it's an, it's an exclusive partnership where they are now content creators for us. So if they're publishing content, 
it's for BAM. Like they're not writing for any other blogs. If they're going to conferences, they're being announced as BAM creators. It's like okay. they're a part of our media company. And in turn, we're growing their brand. We're helping them get potential brand deals if they're doing podcasting, if they want to host a course or do speaking gigs or whatever on BAMX. We're going to help facilitate all that. So that's the entire goal with that is we understand that there's so much like talent in the real estate industry of funny, you know, smart people that could help with marketing, help with agent tactics, like a Tom tool. Like we, we want them to feel like they're a part of our brand and we want to promote them and have different voices under BAM, right? Like if you look at Inman or housing wire, you don't really know who's a part of it. Right. You know what I mean? Like I don't see the same person consistently. There's a couple of them. Um, and the people that work there are extremely talented. I'm not trying to demean that at all. I just mean like, I feel like it's just, it's Inman, right? And then it's just, you see the blogs and that's it. Like, I want them to see Dan. I want them to see Matt and Haley and Tessa or Paige or whoever's like a creator. Right. And then they're getting bigger, right? And then in turn, they're hearing from different voices. You don't want to just see Byron's face popping up every day or my face popping up every day. Like there was a time there, I think we posted like 15 Byron clips in a row. And he called me just like, we can't, like, I can't look at myself anymore. We can't just keep having <laughs> yeah. this. So the whole goal with this is to grow their brands and to have different voices for BAM. It's good to have different personalities too, yeah. different yeah. flavor. Exactly. So, so how do you, like, what's your avatar for, for a BAM creator? Um, someone that has a unique perspective on a topic that we're not already covering. So for example, like Tom Story is a BAM creator. He's in Canada. So he's like the voice of Canada. He's like the Byron Lazine of Canada. And he's also a great YouTube guy. He's like the YouTube expert. Okay. So that covers YouTube, right? Like Matt Leonetti is funny. He's creating funny videos. He's a great speaker. He's great at marketing. That covers that niche. Dan O'Neill, kind of like similar flavor. Haley Ingram does uh, Canva marketing and social media marketing. Tessa kind of does more like financing and house flipping. So we're looking to, to like cover holes that we're not already covering. And we're looking for people who are entertaining, who are good on camera, and who are versatile, who could do content blogging, who could do podcasting, who could do video, you know? That's what we're looking for. I love all that, man. Yeah. I love all that. So I heard you mention YouTube a couple times, yeah. and I know YouTube's evolved a lot in the last year. Um, are a lot of agents using YouTube or YouTube shorts, and should they be? They certainly should be. I think a lot more are because everybody's just talking about YouTube nonstop. It's yeah. like the agent community is finally just discovering YouTube, even <laughs> though that's been like the most popular <laughs> platform for years, right? Yeah. But because the return on YouTube is significantly better than Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok sure. because you're getting that long form. You're getting to understand who that person is. And the way the YouTube algorithm works is like Google, where if you're searching for something, you could you could tailor the title perfectly to where people will find you, right? Like Instagram, the algorithm and algorithm and the feed have to push the content to you. YouTube, if I'm a buyer and I want to search something in Newport, five best coffee shops in Newport, you have that as your title, you're popping up. Yeah. Then they're in your web already. Then they're listening to you, right? And then in that YouTube video, they're they're just they're they're getting so used to your voice and the things you say that they're like, I'm gonna work with this person. Yeah. So YouTube is the move because not only are you filming long form, but you break the long form into short form. There's YouTube shorts now and you could just, you could get so much further with a thousand subscribers on YouTube than you can with 50,000 followers on Instagram. I love that. Yeah. I, I had this narrative that long form content was dead. Yeah. Um, but it just depends on the medium. Right? Yeah, exactly. Cause yeah. Tanya and I, we watch long form YouTube videos all day. Maybe yeah. she watched 35 minute gardening videos. Yeah. So, so really nice. yeah, yeah, it does. It is. It's very educational. <laughs> yeah. But because you go to YouTube to learn, right? So if I'm moving to a specific area, I'm going to type it in YouTube or like type something about that, that neighborhood, like Ken Pozak in Orlando crushes. He, he's got 
He yeah. did like two hundred million dollars uh, last year in sales alone from YouTube. YouTube, yeah. two hundred million in real estate alone from YouTube. So he just he puts out like a video a day. He cuts up his own shorts, cuts up his own clips, and he gets all of his leads from that. And he has a system in place, and it's just the best return for his content. Yeah, people are just on YouTube University trying to learn if you can create yeah. content. So, what are some of the the the, the YouTube content that you definitely want to create that's like most searchable to become like to start going in the, the path of Ken Pozak. Yeah. I'm not an expert in that, but I think it's, it's super niche content for your area. Like I think going broad and just doing like general real estate education is not the move, but I mean, you can pull topics Maybe that that's are, that's why our shit's not working. Are you well, cause cause we're that, very broad. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> like for example, there's the luxury house tour thing that caught on that. Mm-hmm. That was something that was a niche on, on Instagram. Right. I'm sorry that on YouTube, um, people are watching those long forms and they, they're attracted to sexy luxury homes. And then if you're the person doing it, whether it's your listing or not, people are associating and watching and getting comfortable. So it's similar. We don't have a niche mm-hmm. on, on YouTube. Specific is terrific. Yeah. Specific is terrific. Right. I, I think becoming the local market, digital mayor, whatever of YouTube is, is the way to go. Just anytime yeah. a new coffee shop, a new restaurant, a new development, uh, you know, like look at Jeremy Knight's channel. Like it's five reasons you should move to Austin, five reasons you shouldn't move to Austin. Like he just tweaks all of his titles and any, any agent watching this can go to Jeremy Knight, Dan Parker, Ken Pozak, go to their titles, rip it off and just throw whatever town you're in. Cause they're, they've already like built the entire formula right. of exactly what to do. Wheel, so just- Exactly. Just so working I, for them, follow their lead. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's that niche content that that people are searching for. And you're not going to get 40,000 views on something like this, right? But it's not the vanity metrics that matter for YouTube. It's am I going to get 500 views of people who are actual prospects and clients who are like watching this content, trying to actually learn about the specific development or neighborhood. And those are the people that you want. Yeah. Like I, if you're trying to build something to actually build your real estate business, right? Like I think a lot of agents just get caught up in, I want to build a media company because oh now I'm getting more likes and engagement. This yeah. is awesome. But like, what is your goal, right? Like what's your goal with this? Well, f- the goal for the podcast yeah. is to learn and grow as a human being okay. just because I'm you learning go. from you and I can implement this into my business. But I also want to create content that the people that follow me can, can absorb and, mm-hmm. and appreciate. Right. So, yeah. uh, and, and I also want to build credibility among myself, my peers and potential people. Mm-hmm. So I'm just getting started and I'm sure those goals will change, but that's a good goal. And I I think like podcasting also is so good because you become a better speaker. You you find better ways to search for questions within conversations Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of like down moments or maybe the person speaking is not giving you the right answer. So you have to like look through your questions, figure out what to say. Like it's, it's a fun way to communicate. It's difficult, but it's like, you know, are we flowing right now? Is this valuable to the audience? Are you talking too much? Is he talking too much? Like all these different things are going on in your head during podcasting that it just, it makes you a better communicator. Or maybe it's just me. Is that what you're thinking every single time? Oh my God, of course. I'm I'm a head head case right now. I'm a complete head case, right? You're crushing it. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like it's one of my client events where it's like, is everyone having a good time? Is it flowing? Do we look good? But instead of having about a six out of 10 good time, I... Uh, in in full transparency, I'm actually extremely uncomfortable. I don't feel, really. <laughs> well, no, I truly feel yeah. like I, I I need to work on my question, my question asking skills. Like I I uh, that's one thing that 
that I've always wanted to be better at is asking mm. the right questions, going deeper. <laughs> I was terrified to be on your podcast, by the way. Really? Yeah. You, you, you crushed me, it on that too, dude. I, I both didn't know, of you guys. Well, and it was and it was the first time I've ever done it digitally. Yeah. And, I, and Streamyard and like the camera was looking at me from the side, not straight on. Yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. looking, and there was like internet issues. You guys made the intro about me dropping off camera that made fun of my hair. Right. Right. Um, but <laughs> I was terrified. I was like, because I was thinking what you were just probably thinking what you were thinking. I was like, am I gonna am I gonna be good enough for these guys? Like, are they right. gonna, is this gonna be good? Are people liking? it so i guess it goes all around right it it does i'm sorry you're uncomfortable i hope uh, i'm not making you uncomfortable <laughs> no you know I'm what i'm sorry mean? I, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> you guys you're know me oh you definitely make me uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> you guys know i you like said this is a six out of ten i'm extremely awkward <laughs> creepy and i'm making you super uncomfortable this is bullshit i drove 45 minutes for this i don't worry like putting myself into uncomfortable situations because they force me to grow and so when i say un i'm uncomfortable i'm not like uncomfortable Tony it's Rogers. just yeah yeah i know that the more I do this, the better I'll get at questions. And so that's what I want. Like, yeah. I just feel like I suck at asking questions. So I want to get better at it. So Dude, I, was, I still feel like I suck, by there. the way. Like, there's so many over ask episodes or walk through episodes where I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, I suck <laughs> what at What am this. I doing you know? here? Like, seriously, because like, you are so conscious of like, is Matt speaking too much? Am I speaking too much? Am I trying to be funny? Is he by being too funny? Is the guest <laughs> thinking we're morons here? Like, yeah. is there a delay? Like, what's the title going to be? Did I ask that question? I'm thinking wrong? if this is. I'm hoping these are recording. That's one thing. Yeah, that's exactly. one. Like, How great would that, that, we How great would that be? Post just absolutely nothing. Like we're, just, we're just talking, but nothing's on. <laughs> I don't even know. So, oh, look, that would be so good. I'm not I, doing it again. I, yeah. I got a couple more questions, yeah. and then we can do rapid fire, and I think wrap it up. Right, so yeah. my. I'm, one of my questions, my, my actually probably my last question is, what's the one thing, let me preface this. The okay. one thing I love about you and, and what you've built is, is you don't have to be a real estate agent to learn from what you're putting out there. You can do anything. You could be a doctor, a plastic surgeon. You could be a psychologist. In fact, Tanya's brother is a psychologist in Australia and he's been watching what we've been doing, you and me, Ryan, and he started creating long form content and then he started creating clips short form content around the long form content and i'm like dude good for you That's awesome. yeah. it doesn't matter what you do like what you are preaching works for any industry mm -hmm. so if whether you're in real estate or you're in sales you're trying to grow your dental practice it doesn't matter what's the one thing that every business should be doing at the lowest level social media wise the lowest <sighs> level the lowest level i think the lowest the, the lowest possible level is a principle that I live and die by, which is just consistency. I know that's like the most cliche shit you yeah, could possibly nice. say, yeah. but I am really proud of myself actually, just how can, how damn consistent like the broke agent and BAM is, you know, like every single day, the broke agent posts, right? There's always stories up. There's always a broke agent post every single day, no matter what I miss two days, my wedding. And then like one day on my, I, uh, my honeymoon. Cause I was in Thailand. And I just, you know, the time difference, I was yeah, going to like it, post it at 3am. Exactly. And that the, it's those little building blocks that build the brand, right? Like it's, it's it wasn't one viral post. It wasn't like Ryan Serhant sharing something, although he did. It, it was just like, this is, I this is, threw that in yeah, exactly. although he did, <laughs> although, I just mean like, it wasn't like, you know, I made one funny video and then all of a sudden like this following or brand existed. It was like a slow building block. Like it's these little stories you do, these questions, it's talking, it's like all this stuff that you do that like brick by brick is like Dave Portnoy would say of building the brand. So it's the consistency and knowing that eventually that consistency is going to outlast the other people in your competition, right? Cause there's been other meme accounts pop up. There's been other uh, media companies. There's been other people doing clips. Like 
but we're going to, we're going to outpace them, right? Yeah. Like we're posting four or five days on our feet, no matter what on, on BAM, like Inman's doing once. Like I'm looking at the competition, I'm evaluating and being like, we're doing more and we're doing better and we're doing, you know, more quality content. So consistency. No, I, <laughs> and then, I, I, and then, I love that. I got one more actually. Too. Okay. I'd love that. I actually have seven. I have seven principles of, of branding. If you want, no, I'm not going to give you all seven, <laughs> but evolution too is extremely important. Like, are you willing to evolve with the content? So as Instagram evolves, as these apps evolve, you have to be willing to start posting and formatting content the way people want to consume content. So like TikTok, when that came out in 2019, 2018, whatever, musically, short form vertical video, I was pissed because I'm like, this is hurting my bread and butter, right? Yeah. Like I'm a meme guy. I'm a, I'm a writer. I'm a, I'm a tweet person. I don't want to be on video. I don't want to do this. But if I just kept doing memes and tweets or whatever, my brand would have died. Right. So it's about evolving and be willing to to evolve and put yourself in those situations where it, it might suck to do a podcast or do stuff like this, but just know that that's the step in the right direction to continue the brand. I love that. Chris Benjamin came on and said, just do it. Yeah. And to add to what he said, it's do it consistently yeah. and then evolve with the time. So yes. just make it better over time, which yeah. is which is why, that's why we tell people all the time, just start. Yeah. Just make it. Once you make it, you can go back and look at it and find ways to make it a little bit better. But yeah. consistency and evolution, I love those. Thank Twe you. Yeah, tweaking the the insights too is extremely important. Like don't just consistently post and just throw it out there and that's it. Like you can't just like live by that principle, right? Like if you're consistently putting out shit, then no one's going to care, right. right? But so you have to keep looking being like, all right, why did this one get 10 likes and this one get five likes? Okay, maybe that's a concept that I keep using, right? Why did this one get more shares? Why did this one get more saves? Why did this why did this email get more opens? This this title was formatted. I used this amount of emojis or I used, you know, plus in the subheader. Like you have to look at all that stuff and and evaluate what are the numbers like and then evolve. I love that. Yeah. I got one last question. All right. What should be on every content creator's radar right now? Like what's the one, like, you know, when they're like, Hey Gary, what's the next best thing when you're talking to Gary V like, what's the, what's out there right now that not a lot of people are using, but they absolutely should be using or looking into right now. I've been talking about it nonstop, but I think the green screen features mm -hmm. on Instagram and TikTok are the easiest way agents can make trend trending content. So what I mean by green screen filter is it's literally a filter on Instagram or TikTok yeah. or YouTube shorts or whatever, where you have an article or you have something in the background of what you're saying, right? So if there's a, a trending article about a Newport development or something, you could easily green screen that feature in your yeah. trend jacking. You could read the article while you're talking and it doesn't look like you're like reading a script because it's actually on your phone right there. Right. So it's the best editing feature and it's just, it's really consumable content because the article acts as a hook itself because it's, you're, you're visually seeing what it is. Like Chris Benjamin does the best green screens ever. He's scrolling through the actual article. He's highlighting certain features. He's got like great audio in the background and that sort of content with like the quick cuts and then giving like a strong call to action at the end, I think is the easiest content that agents can make where you don't need a film crew. You don't need an editing process or anything like that. So I'd say the green screen. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's go into... Uh, Surprised I actually answered that one. That was a... That was no, a that's great. Question. I mean, yeah. anybody watching this right now is is taking away two or three nuggets. Yeah. Easily. We hope yeah. so. Yeah. Easily. Okay. We're rapid gonna, fire. We're gonna peanut butter or jelly? We're gonna Sharks or whales? We're going to wrap this up <laughs> with some rapid fire Q&A. I'm just going to go ahead and rattle off the question, and mm -hmm. you're just going to say the answer real quick and easy. Okay. Ready? 
Okay. What's the best day and time to post on Instagram and Facebook? Monday through Thursday from 9 to 1 p.m. Those are the best times. Okay. Does email marketing work? Of course. What a what a stupid question. What a <laughs> fool's question. What am what? I going to say after all that? No, it doesn't. I made this talked about it for the first on. 30 minutes, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite thing to do to relax? If you ever relax. I like going to the driving range by myself. God, that sounds like it would be the worst thing for you to do. No, it's not. I I, I hit it well there's at the no driving range. There's, no, there's no pressure at the driving range. Do, no, do, you, do you like to put your AirPods in? I put my it? AirPods Me in. Too. I listen to a far yeah. right wing podcast and okay. I just whack away at a ball for 60 oh, minutes. I love that. Just kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> just kidding, audience. Which, which brings me to the next one. What is your golf handicap? Oh, my God. I, I haven't kept one. It's got to be a 15, something like that. What is Dan O'Neill's handicap? He'll say a six, but it's a 15. It's exactly what I want. Yeah. What's the one thing you wish you did differently when starting the broke agent journey? Focus way more on YouTube for sure. Like that is, we've built our channel to 15,000 subscribers now, but I basically didn't post on YouTube from 2016 to 2020. And that is again, the best platform for conversion. So do more on YouTube and then build that list way sooner. I didn't start building the list until 2018, 2019 with eBooks. If I was collecting emails from 2015 to now, we'd have 500,000 emails. Yeah. Okay. So YouTube comes up again. I love it. Okay. What's your favorite city that you've traveled to? Uh, my favorite city. I like Miami a lot. I'm going there. Miami's fantastic. I used to go there every winter break. It's yeah. a, a lot of Jews go to, I'm Jewish. So a lot of, a lot of Jews go down <laughs> Let me there. But, yeah. <laughs> it would sound weird if I wasn't. No, I know. But I like how you threw it in. Clip. Inst- yeah, instantly. Yeah, exactly. A lot of instantly. Jews go down there. So instantly I like to go hang out with them. I want to be with your people. Yeah. My, my dad's from New York. So, okay. you know, they always used to go down there for winter break. So I just, I, I, I love Miami. It's great. Great sports teams, great weather, beautiful women, parties, everything. Okay. I'm going Wednesday. I'm going to take you. You're going Wednesday to Miami, Wednesday. actually? Yes. For what? For Eric Crumbaker's 40th birthday. Oh, party. that'll be sick. Yeah. That's kind of annoying that it's in Miami, though, huh? I have to travel 2,000 <laughs> miles. It's expensive as hell. It's kind of selfish. <laughs> no comment. I'm booked and I'm going. Let's yeah. just so say that. My, okay, my friend's that. having a bachelor party in Miami. And where in July. is it? I was like, like Japan? Dude, come on. No, it's in, it's in Miami. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely wants, thousands of dollars oh, to go. Dude, he wants. He, he's getting an insane house. I already looked at the thing. It's like $2,500 just for the house. The more plus plane tickets. They're going to do bottle service every night. I'm like, dude, I'm going to lose 10 grand at this thing. Yeah. I want to blow my head off afterwards. I'm not going. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you're buying. Mem- you're buying memories. Yeah. Okay. Are you afraid of public speaking? I was. I'm getting I'm getting way better at it. But I think the nerves are a good thing because it means I care, right? Or at least that's what people say they mean. But I, yeah, I, I, I get nervous for public speaking for sure. Okay. Because I, I, I care about what I do, you know? You don't want to look like an idiot. Of course. Nobody wants to look like an idiot. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking at me like I'm insane? Uh, I'm just trying not to talk. I feel like I've been talking the whole time, so <laughs> yeah, I don't want to yeah, rain on this parade. Like, <laughs> I have, like, so many things I want to say, but I'm like, don't you say it. You can say whatever say you it. want. The rapid-fire question for him, he has to give us an answer. All okay. right, next one. Did you ever play sports competitively? Oh, what a ridiculous question. Of course I did. Two-sport varsity athlete. I don't need you to say it's a ridiculous question. Yeah, I mean, two-sport yeah. varsity athlete. Yeah. You tennis, live in Al Bundy, tennis, you live in the high school state days? championship, state championship, state championship, <laughs> state championship. I had nothing to do with it, but, but you I was on, on the, the team. tennis team. Okay. Golf uh, for two years. And Competitive golf? Yeah, high school golf. Wow. Yeah. Okay. See, My I game was, is deteriorating. I, I thought for sure you were going to say baseball. I love baseball, but I didn't play high school baseball. I played Little League, and then I didn't hit puberty until, like, sophomore year of high school, so I couldn't get the ball out of the uh, infield and then switch to golf. Okay. 
<laughs> Here's a, this guy looks like he's about to fart. I know, he, can't, he can't lose it. Yeah. I'm like, you're about to uh, explode. She's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not breathing. Do the number of followers really matter? I mean, I'll sound like an asshole. If, I, it, it matters. It matters for your brand. Yeah, the the amount of real followers matters for mm -hmm. sure. Does it matter for the quality of your life or the way people think about you? No, I, I just think. It matters for conversions. It matters for clicks. Okay. Yeah, it matters a little bit. Okay. There's no right answer. Yeah, for because that, you hear people say all the time, oh, it doesn't matter how many followers you have and all that stuff, but it does to an extent. Well, yeah, but if you have 200,000 fake followers, that doesn't matter. No, no fake followers. But people who say it doesn't matter how many followers you have usually don't have any followers. <laughs> True. Yeah, it's just it's just such it, it's just such like a, a moral a preening thing to say. You know what I mean? Well, I mean we're creating content to grow our following. Of course, the following of so course the following matters. matters. Of course, right? it matters. But uh, it it's it, again it goes down to quality though, yeah. not necessarily quantity. So if yes. you have fake followers or non engaging followers, then that's when it doesn't matter. Yes, like you really want people to be able to interact with you. If the broke agent had zero followers and no one would be seeing the content, so it of course matters. Okay, we'll move on. So. <laughs> Last question. Okay. Ready? What's the best single piece of advice that someone's ever yeah. given to you? It could be personal. It can be business. Honestly, oriented. what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? I really liked. I think it was Chris's speech at Tom Ferry Summit. Chris. Benjamin. Chris Benjamin. Uh -huh. Or I don't know if TF said this or Chris said this or maybe now TF saying it because Chris said, said this it. or Chris said this because yeah. TF said it. I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but the no one cares about what's happening in your personal life thing to me hits home so much yeah. in terms of like a work environment. Like if you're a real estate agent and your dad dies or your dog dies or you just got broken up with or whatever horrible thing happened, other people don't care, right? right? Like your client, they'll be empathetic about it, but they ultimately don't care. Right. And I'm finding this like now that we have like a 12 person company and you know, something happens, a baby's born or like I'm on a wedding or I'm in, you know, whatever the case is, like stuff still has to get done. And I don't know, I've just, I've taken that to heart in the terms of like, I don't need to involve people in my shit like emotionally, right? Like if I'm stressed or, you know, the, the wedding was going on or something like I, I showed it so much throughout that time period. Like there's a three month time period, every zoom popped on and I looked insane. Like I just, because I was More just getting normal. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was just getting yelled at every night. And like, you know, it's just getting yelled the at wedding, every night. you know, the wedding's like a stressful thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I was just always talking about you it. You like you were planning just, your own wedding. I planned nothing about it. I was just getting well that. <laughs> just want to make sure doing, you got that out for yeah, your wife exactly. so she could see you. And if you're watching camera. this, you did everything. She's definitely not going to watch this. And if she was, she would not watch 50 minutes wow, of a podcast like this. That would be, <laughs> she would love me too much if that were the case. Um, okay. I, I love that okay, advice. Okay, so well, on that note. No, I think that's amazing no, advice. It's no, true. It's, it is true. Nobody cares. Well, look, I don't know what to do with that information that nobody cares because. We're humans. It's, so. it's a it's a motivational, it's a driving force because it's true. Like yeah. nobody cares. I'm like, not I'm not saying like if there's a death or something to be like, oh, who they don't care, so I don't care. I just mean like if you have you an just, obligation to do a job and to work and yes. to, you, nobody cares about all the other stuff. You it's like no one it. cares about everyone else's job either. Like when an agent comes in to start complaining to you about their clients, you don't care. It's annoying, right? Right. Like even even when your friend starts talking about their job, that's annoying because you don't know their coworkers. Yeah. You don't care. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, do I sound insane? No, <laughs> no, it's it's no. look, it, it's we don't want to sound unempathetic or unsympathetic. Correct. But at the end of the day, like life goes on, work, business goes on, clients have expectations, team members have expectations. Mm -hmm. So we've got to you 
got to make it happen. It's about so. putting systems in place where if that's going on in your right. life, you have other people right. to fill in the gaps, I right. think. Yeah. And then other, the, the final advice, I guess, would be obviously hire people that have strengths that are different than yours, which is not my original thought at all. But well, if there's, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not good at like Byron, like the, the way this partnership works, like Byron is so good at business. He's more cutthroat than me. He knows how to like communicate with people. He understands real estate news. I understand marketing. He does too. But like, it's, it's like the perfect like synergy. Mm-hmm. Like if I were just work with another creative like myself, the company would be a disaster. We'd be all over the place. We'd be in our head. We'd be crying. We'd be mad at each other. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like you just, you have to have people that are doing uh, stuff that's different than you. You guys compliment each other. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Well, Eric, thank you for making the 45 minute drive from <laughs> LA to Orange County yeah. to be with us in person. Of course. Um, this was awesome, man. This was a great way to kick off the, uh, the Elevate podcast. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, if you have any questions or you want to, uh, actually, you know what? Before I end this, Ooh, hold, hold on, on, hold on. Eric, please tell everybody how they can mm. find you. Yeah, go on what now. What are your best portals, your mediums? Go on nowbam.com. There's an email that's going to pop up immediately, an email grab. Throw your email in there. Get on our email list so you can see everything that I've been talking about. You can see the genius emails that we format with the blog posts and the shows. And then the top right corner of nowbam.com, click Bam X. Hit subscribe, 15 bucks a month. 10 bucks, 10 bu- 10 a, bucks month a month if you pay, if you for, the pay year. for the annual. Oh. What is that, a Frappuccino a month to learn the shit that we're talking about right now? Yeah. And Why again, I stand, behind, I stand behind it. It doesn't matter if you're in real estate or it doesn't matter. If you're running a business, you should be putting content out online so you can develop and build your brand. If you're a veterinarian, you should be in BAMX. If you're a plumber, you should be in BAMX. Yep. If you're a golfer, you should be in BAMX. Definitely be. Yeah. So you heard if you're it a here. dog, you should be in BAMX. Yes. Like an actual dog. You should. You know? Anyway, thank you everybody for watching. If you have any future guest ideas, comment below. Let us know what your thoughts are. And we'll see you next time.